This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Steve Branty on WDAN News. This newscast brought to you by Right Seating and Air. Call Frank at 217-442-4027. He always answers the phone. It was this past fall that a semi going north on Bowman and turning right to go east on Voorhees struck the above traffic light and left one of the lights hanging by a cable. City cameras were used to determine the company's owner and a possible insurance payment of $130,000 will be pending. But as passed by the City Council Public Works Committee during Tuesday night's meeting, the entire repair project is about $250,000. As City Engineer Sam Cole explained, the city was already planning to do some curb and sidewalk work at that intersection while leaving the traffic light as is. But now, with damage to the light, there are all kinds of modern code compliances that must be followed, in addition to infrastructure work involving the gas station at the intersection's southeast corner. Cole says all kinds of factors came together. Completely wiped out one of the poles. It's no longer there. And then dented the main arm uh, for the mast arm. And it's an old aluminum pole that's not really, you can't really repair those. And we can't put it in the same spot because of code issues with today's standards. So it um, turns out you're not supposed to have a light pole in the middle of the sidewalk. People can't get a wheelchair by an 18-inch space. So it makes sense why they've upgraded the codes, but we've got some work to do there. Cole says it'll probably be spring at the earliest before residents see the actual repair work happening and the entire process will take several months. Meanwhile, Danville Community Development Administrator Ashton Greer says Mayor Ricky Williams Jr. wanted to open up the need for a new city logo to the public. And as it turned out, his hunch was right. Great suggestions have been submitted and voting has begun. The top five chosen by the public will come back to the city for a final selection and a $500 winner. But Greer says it's likely that more than just one of the final five or more will be used in some way. The other logos, you know, we may end up using them for other things as well. They're, they're just so incredible. Such beautiful graphics and such a great demonstration of what our city is. It would be a shame not to use several of them. Go to the City of Danville website or Facebook page to vote on the new city logo. It won't take the place of the seal for the City of Danville, but it will be very prevalent. You can also stop by the North or South Mad Goat Coffee locations for a paper ballot to make your selection. Drivers northbound on Interstate 55 over the holidays may have seen signs that read no migrant buses this exit after Grundy County officials declared they are a non-sanctuary county. Chris Balcoma, Grundy County Board Chairman and Illinois Senate candidate, said the county is making it clear they will not take grant money from the state to address migrants that end up in the county, nor will they be welcoming the county has put together a plan to enforce their non-sanctuary status, Balcoma says. What happens if a bus drops off 50 people at a bus stop or at a uh, truck stop at 3 in the morning and, and the bus driver takes off and we've got 60 people that are standing in blankets? What do we do? At their January meeting, the Grundy County Board is expected to vote on a resolution addressing unplanned buses that stop in Dwight, Morris, or anywhere in the county. If the resolution passes, law enforcement will be used to get the buses to keep moving. If the bus driver manages to drop migrants off and leave before the law enforcement can get there, the county will take migrants to the nearest train station. Because they didn't have a destination out of Texas is Grundy County, and so we want to make sure they keep moving. 
Grundy County is just one of many municipalities to implement policy that deters migrants from settling in communities outside Chicago. Rosemont and Schaumburg are tacking on a $1,000 tax on hotel stays 30 days and longer in an attempt to prevent housing migrants. Illinois Supreme Court heard arguments Tuesday over what makes an Illinoisan an armed habitual criminal as one citizen is arguing that past crime should not count due to his age. The law states someone is determined as an armed habitual criminal if they possess a gun and have two prior qualifying convictions. The defendant, Demetrius Gray, was 16 when he pleaded guilty in juvenile court to criminal trespass to a vehicle and was sentenced to probation, which he violated. Then in 2001, he pleaded guilty in juvenile court to battery and was again sentenced to probation, which he violated. Representing the state, Michael Sebula argued that those convictions still count regardless of when they occurred. He explained his reasoning. Because the sufficiency claim fails for the reason I mentioned, uh, the stipulation, you can't challenge that. The Supreme Court justices took the case under advisement. From the Vermilion County First, dot-com news studios, I'm Steve Brandy. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.